Welcome to Event Up, the place where people enthusiastic about events stay in the know on the latest trends within the events industry. Live, hybrid, and virtual experiences. From virtual events to conferences, award galas, and everything in between. Here's your host, Amanda Ma. Hello, welcome to Event Up, the place to get the latest and greatest in event industry news, ideas, and topics. In this episode, we will be discussing all things events, how crisis creates opportunity, and new skills we have gathered from past two years. Today, I'm joined by Shelly Pizers, Senior Vice President, Director of Events and Contribution with Comerica Bank. Shelly began her career in sales and operations and it was Comerica Bank that opened up the doors to marketing earlier in her career. Today, with Comerica Bank, her responsibilities include directing the field marketing and telemarketing teams in support of lead generation and sales through sponsorship and event management and appointment setting initiatives. In addition, Shelly is honored to support charitable organizations and the communities they serve across the Comerica footprint as the Director of Corporate Contributions and President of Comerica Foundation. Let's jump in, Shelly. Thank you, Amanda. So happy to be here. We're so happy you are here. You're, you know, we, we talked previously and just really connecting about our passion for events and our journey in the event industry. So when I was thinking about who to invite to our podcast, your name popped up. Can you just share with the audience, how did you get into this industry? Of course. Well, as you mentioned in my bio, I actually started out on the operations and, and sales side. And actually Comerica Bank brought me in, oh, in the mid 80s. That's a long time ago. I'm dating myself in the mid 80s as a uh, member of their discount brokerage team. I was trained in financial services and licensed at the time. And in that process, they started talking to me about whether or not I wanted to be in the product management and marketing division for investment products. So they exposed me to marketing. Now, granted, my college degree from Michigan State University was actually in criminal justice. I had no intention of being in a bank in financial services, let alone in event or experiential marketing at all. So it was completely organic. It was completely by accident. But what they said to me was, you seem to have this acumen for understanding what potential clients or prospects need, matching that to what we as a bank can deliver. Um, and I'm, I was trying to reconcile that. And I think it's because my minor's in psychology and I've always been fascinated by people. So I moved into marketing, but I had nothing to do with events for years, uh, years. Uh, worked for them and for some other major banks on the West Coast later in marketing, product management, strategic um, analysis, budget management. So I, I had different banks train me across the spectrum of different marketing disciplines. Um, and then I left for a while. Uh, I had my children, one of them is special needs, and I had to stay home and I had to make decisions. So I went to work for my husband who happened to be in a marketing agency 
calling on major automotive companies. I would work for him whenever I could part-time and as the kids allowed. And I rebuilt my work access or work in, working back into the business environment through his agency. And he was primarily a video production company. A few years into that, uh, the companies that were hiring him, which by the way, were all Fortune 500, said, you're producing all these great videos for our events. Why aren't you managing our events too? You're so meticulous. And my husband looked at his partner and looked at me and said, why aren't we doing this? And I was, again, just a part-time mom and marketing consultant helping him out. And he said, could you take this on? Could you start to manage the event side along with me? So we kind of came up the speed together. So I was very much in a company like Innovative Marketing we were doing all that production and my husband was teaching me this discipline. I really do credit him with a lot, but then of course I came in with the marketing discipline. Um, so that's kind of how I got started. It was on the agency side, just like your company, Amanda. Uh, and it was Comerica that found me again in that company and hired me to come in and talk to them about field marketing and get that discipline shaped up field marketing as defined um, anything on the ground that happens, event-related, prospect, customer, lead generation. So when we talk about that, it really is kind of the event experiential side versus traditional advertising, direct mail, uh, digital advertising. All those things take place and support our events, but I'm responsible for the on-the-ground guerrilla marketing between the organization and the communities we serve. I love how you started your events journey so organically and then how it came back in full circle. That's, that's exactly what happened. I mean, we laugh about it and we said, obviously it was meant to be. And when Comerica hired me back much later, many years later, and I was back in the corporate environment, I realized how important the agency training was for that. You know, I had, I would have never deliberately chosen a job that was event and experiential had I not worked through my life and what I did with my husband at his agency. It, it wouldn't have gone that way if that hadn't happened, I don't think. But when they hired me back, I kind of had the choice of how I would manage um, within the guerrilla marketing field, marketing field. And certainly events were the primary vehicle. So I think when I came back in as a manager, I, I had to learn that specific discipline on the corporate side. I knew it from the agency side. I knew what clients wanted, but it's different when you're on the corporate side. It's, it's the other side of the coin. Yeah. So I was opposite of you. I did corporate first and then started my own agency, but it's true. It's different right? Your quote unquote clients is also different. And there's also internal politics when you're in a corporation, big corporation, especially, right? Mm -hmm. So it's kind of how to navigate through all that as you're in an internal big company. Um, in terms of, you know, you've done so many events, Shelly, and I follow you on LinkedIn and just always really love what you have been working on. What is one of your personal favorite events that you championed at Comerica? Well, I have a real passion for supporting women in business. 
And yes, right. And I am so grateful to Comerica Bank um, in that they also recognize that not only was I passionate about it, but it connected to us as the leading bank for business. It made sense from a brand standpoint. So when we started to explore um, a small grassroots women in business luncheon that was taking place in Southern California when I was hired back into Comerica Bank, uh, myself and my team members said, there's some real opportunity here to take this to another level. It really was just a luncheon get together. And we brought in some event and experiential discipline to it. Um, we started marketing it out to a broader market. But again, it just started in Southern California. And I was trying to decide what to do with it. And so we labeled it the Comerica Bank Women's Business Symposium. And boy, that was, oh gosh, 13 years ago. We're getting ready to have our 25th event over 13 years, 25th. It, gone, it, went, it has gone from a small local Southern California luncheon with a handful of bankers, a couple of speakers, and some community partners to a national series of events for the company. It's what we call one of their level one branding projects because it resonated with women all over the country. And what was fun about it was we were able to scale it. So we were able to take this luncheon and say it has so much more potential. We added significant sponsors. We added much more sophisticated audio visual and staging. Um, we added in a whole marketing plan behind it. And the company said, you take it as far as you want. You have the endorsement to do that. And we were able to do that. So I thank my uh, CXO, Jim Weber, at Comerica for saying to me, do you think you could do something with this luncheon and make it bigger and better? And I, my answer was yes. And he said, go for it. And that was about 10 years ago. And again, now we're getting ready to do the 16th annual and the 25th event. And I just love it because it's continual outreach to women in business. The, the theme is learn, connect, and grow no matter what. And we think about that and we stay true to it. And the response has been overwhel overwhelming nationally. It's, um, it's the biggest event of the company. So it's, it's a passion too. It's a passion project. I love that because you're able to combine your skill and as well as your passion, right? I'm also huge on woman empowerment. So when I saw that event, I was like, oh my God, this is fantastic. And you have some great speakers I saw in the past that would you know, be featured as part of the event. So it's congratulations to you for championing that and really taking it from Southern California and expanding it national because now more women can benefit from it. You know, we're help lift each other up. So I love that. That's right. That's right. Comerica's put a lot of um, resources behind it. My whole team works on it. Um, and that's one thing I will, I will also say, and, and you know this as well, I'm surrounded by a team of amazing people who make all these events happen. It's not just me. I, I couldn't do anything without them. And just ironically, at least at 
at this moment time, the field marketing event team happens to be all women. So that's just coincidental. I always, uh, you know, try to mix it up. We hire different people for different things. But as of this moment, in some of our best events, it happens to be a whole team of women. So I'm always happy about that. That's great. Rock stars, rock stars behind you. That's right. Yeah. But I love that also your company supports it right? Because if you don't have the backing, then it won't have legs. But the fact that they back you and say, Shelly, you've got, this is such a great initiative, go for it. It allows you to really expand. So it's wonderful. And you have proven to them it's successful too. You know, so finding that balance. Wonderful. I say crisis create opportunity. So what would you say in terms of some of the ideas or skills you learn due to the pivot? over the pandemic? Well, you know, there is nothing um, good about a pandemic that affects so many people, right? I mean, it's serious illnesses. We've all lost people. We know, I think it's been a real crisis for the country, but on the flip side of it, it was a huge event reach and experience opportunity for us as a company. We were very quickly out of the box Um, when we got shut down at the beginning of 2020. um, And again, I've got to credit my agency experience and my husband who trained me in video and broadcast. I would not have had that experience. And in fact, I actually had not used that experience at Comerica. It was, you know, because we were doing live events before COVID. The focus for Comerica is on and is still is on relationship building. And the best relationship building is done in person. But there was no choice of that when we all shut down. And I was able to quickly back up, sit down with my team and say, we're not going to go quiet, even though we've completely shut down. And actually within 30 days of the kind of March, you got March 2020, you have to go home now and stop your events, cancel them. Within 30 days, we had a full slate of plans for virtual events, online events, broadcast events. And again, because of my agency experience at that company with Fortune 500 companies, we had provided satellite broadcast services and video production services for some big companies. So I fell right back into that experience hooked up with our incredible audiovisual production team based out of Detroit, uh, the, the company that we prefer to use um, for some of that sort of capability and access. And we were producing online content, um, visual online content. Now, I have to say that first summer was a little rough. We tried different topic areas. We knew we wanted to bring the Women's Business Symposium virtual, but we were trying to figure out how and how to make it experiential online, which is very challenging. But we also tried other topics. We tried business topics. We tried some special guest speakers. Some of them were successful. Some of them were kind of a little bit of a test and learn failure, which means we didn't connect to the right audience, or maybe we didn't have the right content or we hadn't brought them together, but that was okay. Again, I'm working in an environment where I was encouraged to test and learn and try it out. And over that first summer, we actually produced 10 online events very quickly. And I think um, I found in watching what was going on online 
that we were definitely ahead of our main competitors. We were out, out of the gate really fast. And it was because of that um, experience that I had, fortunately. None of my team were trained in this area. I had to bring all of them up to speed really quickly, but they were great. They, they got right on board and said, we can do this just like any event. We're going to learn this technology, right? Because now we were completely relying on technology, 100%. So by fall, we released a virtual Comerica Bank Women's Business Symposium. And it was pretty successful because we had kind of built up experience over the summer. And what was great about it was we were no longer limited to one geography. We blasted it out across the whole country, across all of the, um, across to all of the prospects and customers who had joined us in person the previous three, four, five years. And they attended, they attended in droves. Um, the engagement was tremendous. And it was just a lot of fun. And from there, we were good to go. We kind of knew what the formula was. We knew how professional we needed to be. Um, and let me back up and say, we actually don't think of ourselves as event producers. We're producing experiences. And there's a significant difference in that. An event is a one-way delivery. An experience is a two-way. And that was especially critical during the COVID time because how do you make virtual engaging in two-way? And we tried a lot of different things. Even if they didn't know what they were gonna do or how they were going to do it, knowing that the industry was so hard hit, we went back to them and said, you're gonna learn with us and we're gonna keep you engaged. In other words, we're gonna get contracts with you. We're gonna pay you. So we were literally trying to keep our small business vendor partners going because we knew their physical event business had shut down. That's so wonderful because not everybody did that. A lot of companies really just stopped, right? Because of the pandemic and then they want to revisit. So it's truly wonderful to hear that that's something you guys did. You know, for us, like we also didn't stop. We pivoted pretty quickly. I think you and I talked about this. Within three weeks, we did a thousand people gala virtually, right? And we're and that really gave us, you know, at least as an agency, the boost, like, hey, we can do this, right? And also for other clients, like, oh, that is possible. But my favorite part about what you share is that the fact that events is not just an event, because that's, Shelly, this is why we connect, okay? Like, <laughs> for us, it's an experience. So if you go to our website, we actually, we say it's, we're an experience agency, and sometimes people don't understand that. They're like, what is that? I'm like, let me explain to you, <laughs> right? But it's very different. And when I, I remember starting out the company, I didn't want to do just events. I, we wanted to create these experiences that people walk away and like, oh, that's the best event that I attended. Or like, they still remember 10 years, 20 years later, right? Like the exactly. woman's event you produce, you're going to leave a legacy. Even in the future, when you retire, people will be like, hey, who created this? And your name is going to come up. I hope so. I hope so. But again, it's not an I. It's a huge team, right? Every one of those experiences, there's 30 or 40 people working on those to make it really Yes. Happen. Yeah. Awesome. And then so are you right now, are you guys seeing doing more in-person events or are you still virtual or are you hybrid? Hopefully experiential improvements because we're always trying to do that. 
but the large scale events. So our upcoming Comerica Bank Women's Business Symposium on April 29th in Southern California, there will be one segment of it, but for that constituency that we've built, especially over the last two years across the country, they can still join us to hear quality content and benefit from a really professional high-end speaker. So that will continue and we'll keep doing that throughout. And so I'm just thrilled. Yeah, we're back. We're totally back, but we're back in a hybrid way too, which I know everybody's talking about. And I truly love that educational, especially when it comes to educational educational components that it can be virtual because there are days when I'm just so busy, but there's like an event I want to go to. And the fact that I can now like at the end of the night and put my kids to sleep, I can now like hit replay and be like, oh, I didn't miss Shelly. I get Shelly now at 10 p.m. at night, right? But it's great because normally if we didn't have virtual, then just like I missed that opportunity. So now we have a lot more access. And what choices, who doesn't want a choice, right? Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So in addition to that, are there any other new trends that you're seeing that will be coming up for the new year? So why are they just streaming out a video and there's no way to chat? There's no way to talk. There's no way to do anything. It was so boring, Amanda. I almost, you know, and and not to mention we get Zoom fatigue, right? We get Zoom fatigue. No question. So we knew we weren't going to do that. And, and we tried different technologies and bef- uh, we finally landed on using a platform called Spot Me, which we really enjoyed a lot. And our attendees loved it. They could talk to each other. They could, they could uh, provide their sentiments, you know, if they wanted to um, give applause, they could add comment. There was a whole myriad of, they, they came in kind of on a portal that was like, almost like a Facebook, right? So they enjoyed that. They were familiar with that. They could post through social media. So we tried different technology and I think people are going to have to continue to do that. Not only that, you need to make sure for just event and experiential marketing that you are collaborating and sharing, right? We could, we could hire Innovate Marketing to do one component of events. I could hire another company in Michigan to do another component. We all have to work together as a team and that's very possible. So if, if companies aren't using platforms like Google Docs, SharePoint, Workfront, Basecamp, Asana, there's something wrong because you need those collaborative sites to get that done quickly and efficiently. Uh, so I think technology is, is the key And I I have seen people who are maybe old school event trained really stumble if they're not willing to learn the technology and also do some trial and error again. Maybe you don't sign up for the big expensive package until you try two or three, three things out, even down to like event registration. I've used certain, I've used Cvent. We're currently using Splash That. And sometimes technology changes over time too, like maybe Cvent doesn't work for you anymore and you got to look for new things. So, but it's all about the technology. So I'd say if you're not exploring that, you're going to be left in the dust. For us to make our events, I would call it one, not only working smarter, right? Back in the day, registration was Excel sheet, right? And then it's like, it gets better, better. Now you have tools, but if you're not using those tools, how are you leveling up? 
because part of the experience is like registration and getting on the platform. And you're right, right. Shelly. Like I've been to events where they just just function the chat. And I was like, I want to I want to engage with other people that are on here. Right. And mm -hmm. then I think the intent for that specific event was they don't want people to have side conversation. But to me, that's where engagement comes in. You know, if anything, it's like, oh, Shelly's such a good speaker. I want to connect with her. Or you'll see other, sometimes they give each other additional support, right? Or recommendation. And those are very organic. It, you know, we are definitely a pro chat and pro engagement. And that's, again, like you said, it goes back to it being an experience rather than an event, right? Because there are some, you just go on, you're like, okay, so I'm just watching a video. How is this different? The last thing is boring. Exactly. Um, and we live in a media world. We live in a media world. We live in a social media world. And if you can't step up to that level, you will not reach your potential audience, right? I mean, that that's the bottom line there. Even, even our straightforward, I'm in a financial services company. So not every bit of content is really exciting. And then some, you know, some of it can be a little bit of a, what I call a drier delivery. It could be news on the economy. It could be news on investment. That's serious stuff, right? But you still need to have the opportunity to engage. Open the chat up. Have those conversations. Respond to those questions. And the way you frame your experience, if it's online, it better look professional. We set up a whole newscast look. If people didn't know it, they, they might have thought they were looking at MSNBC or CNN, not Comerica Bank. But it was all branded Comerica Bank everywhere. And, and people were like, wow, this is really professional. It was just simple things like that, though. You know, thinking about what people see on TV, what people see on social media and how they engage today. Definitely. And we have a tagline here. It says, uh, life is too short for boring events. <laughs> I love that tagline. Yes, that, that's definitely my mantra. <laughs> So what's your overall event approach? So the overall approach is we always start with, well, now I'm in a corporation again. So first of all, I'm thinking about how we present our brand, right? Before we actually design an event, we're thinking about how to reach the person we want to reach. Who are they? What do they want to hear? What do we know about them? Where do they live? Uh, you know, what is their persona? with a financial services company, what kind of journey might they take coming to us from another financial institution? Uh, you know, pretty much everybody we talk to is either saving money, wants money, needs to deposit money, or is using money in some way. So there's a lot of competition out there. So you have to think for your guests, um, think about them before you even design anything. Um, and that's one of my key takeaways. If you're not sitting in their shoes, you're doing your entire event a disservice. So we think for the guests and then you have to think, well, how do you want them to feel? And you alluded to that earlier. We, in the fun events, we call it surprise and delight, right? And the yes. key is making something memorable in some way, memorable. It's not necessarily what they hear, although what they hear from a financial institution should be accurate and it should be great quality content. We work on that, but it should be, how did they leave the event? You were saying that before. Oh my gosh, I remembered Comerica Bank 
did XYZ that was really cool. That was really great information. Um, and the interesting thing is when we survey on our events, they might not necessarily tag on any specific content. They might just say, this was the best event I ever attended. And, and they might not say exactly why, but that's what they're going for. When we ask them, ask them, would they invite somebody else or would they come back again? They resoundingly say yes. So obviously we're getting to the, how did we make them feel, right? We, they created this emotional connection to Comerica Bank. And since we have so much competition and because banking and managing money is emotional, that's key. That's really key for us. And I think that's maybe where my criminal justice degree comes in and all that psychology. I'm going to guess, <laughs> but we try to understand people. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Tying it in, tying it in. Those four years count. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's wonderful. I mean, one of my favorite stories to share is, you know, we actually, one year we did a hotel grand opening. And then for that event, our client actually allowed us to invite some of our, you know, top clients too. So, you know, but they get invited a lot. And they say, oh, just me. I say, you and your wife could come. He said, just me. He got to the event, walked around. And then within 10 minutes, he called his wife and say, Jennifer, you need to get over here. It's super awesome. So she took an Uber, came, and they stay all the way till the end. And then as they were leaving, they say, hey, Amanda, next time you have an event like this, can you please let us know? We want to go to all of these. <laughs> they just had so much fun. But then, and that still stays with her. Right. And then, so right. obviously we made him look good. So he's happy, you know, right. so that's wonderful. Ultimate compliment. I'll put, yes, definitely. We, us as planners, we thrive on that. Right. Shelly is like waiting for that. I'm waiting. No, <laughs> that's great. And then is there anything we should be on the lookout for that your company is doing for this upcoming year? We're going to make the Comerica Bank Women's Business Symposium bigger than better than ever. So there's, there's a couple of things that I do when we think about event design and we always take a hospitality approach. So whenever anybody enters our event, we want it to feel like they've been welcomed into our home. And I learned that from working with some major restaurant and food and beverage clients when I worked with my husband. It's that warmly welcoming feeling. And so we design our events that way so they feel like um, they're an honored guest. So we're going to we're going to take the Women's Business Symposium and we're going to try some new things this year to extend that hospitality. And it goes again to that idea of surprise and delight. So one of the terms that we've coined when the content is right, when it's appropriate, which it is for the women's events, is edutainment. So we provide education with an entertainment factor. So we call it edutainment. And that's been very successful with the women's event. So if anybody attends our event in April, there's actually going to be an entertainment piece to that as well. And that's what's making us different than other women's conferences and symposiums. That little entertainment factor. Um, so you'll see a little bit more of that where it's appropriate. Um, then we're making sure that we're leveling up, eventing up the VIP experience for select clients and prospects too. Again, we're going to provide them access to things that maybe they can't get anywhere else where we have access. So that's going to be interesting. Can't div divulge any secrets, but 
there's uh there's something if you've heard of the red carpet and you know, well we're we're comerica we for our color is blue so there's going to be blue carpet experiences happening but we're always trying to keep it fresh right you, i spend and my team spends an inordinate amount of time on social media we're watching what's trending and we take inspiration from that we don't follow the trends we need to align it with the brand but we take inspiration for what's hot? What are people talking about? You have to constantly stay relevant. If you don't, again, you're going to be lost in the dust. A hundred percent. We're so honestly, we're so aligned and so similar because we do. So we look at social media too. Also TikTok, like two years ago, you remember the tie dye going through the tie dye that was super popular. So we did experiences around that. And then just like differently that you definitely had to stay above so that people come, they're like, oh, I didn't get to try that before, right? So kind of building on those experiences. Jolly, there's been so many great golden nuggets and pro tips that you have shared. Is there any additional advice before we wrap up today? I think you need to look outside your industry or what you do routinely every day and make sure you, again, are staying relevant and you're really absorbing what's happening out in the world and how you can apply that. Um, I, I think I'm fortunate because I have a brother who retired not that long ago from NBC Universal. So he had a different look at events and experiences from the theme park side. And then I have a son who worked for a very high-end fashion designer in New York. And if you think about runway shows, they're crazy creative, right? So look outside of your industry, your brand. Uh, I'm in financial services, so I love to watch food and beverage, automotive, and then sometimes obscure industries like what's going on in waste management. And we bring these thoughts into financial services through experiential design. Love it. So many key takeaways. Um, some of my favorite from today is be an experience rather than an event. You know, that's huge. So love that you touched upon that so much, as well as, you know, when you design for an event is that hospitality approach. I actually never heard anyone explain it that way. You know, so I love that. And especially the warm, welcome feeling. I mean, who doesn't love that? And last but not least, continue to be in touch with what's going on so that you don't get left behind, whether that's in the events you put together or technology. So th those are some fantastic pro tips. I'm so glad we had you on here. Shelly, what's the best way for the audience to get in touch with you? I would be pleased if Anybody is welcome to link up to me on LinkedIn. That's my favorite platform. I talk about events there. I talk about women and supporting women, my passions. I also talk about my community service and what I do as the contributions director for Comerica Bank. So reach out to me, invite me to join you on LinkedIn. And then if you wanna to talk to me directly, direct message me right through LinkedIn. That's a great platform for that and uh, I enjoy it. I love that business circle. That's wonderful. Amazing. And when we were talking about who lined up with one for March, because it is Women History Month, we thought Shelly would be perfect. Because one, you know, I mentioned we're big on empowering women. So really month we dedicated to highlighting event professionals that are women, right? So we don't, I feel like that's 
doesn't really exist. Sometimes I just want to, I'm so grateful that we have this platform that I could use to elevate people in our own industry. Cause I see it in many other industries, but not as much in events. So I just, it's so wonderful. Thank you, Shelly, for joining us today. And for those of you that are tuning in, if you have any question or interested in getting in touch with Shelly, she, she's such a warm person. Reach out to her. She kind of opened herself up and she said you can message her. <laughs> but, you know, she's just full of knowledge. And I feel like every time I talk to her, I learn something new. And I love that we dive in a little bit deeper today because there's so much alignment in terms of like what we're trying to do when it comes to events right? And level up that experience. So grateful for your presence, Shelly. Thank you, Amanda. It was really, really fun. Happy to share. I, you talk about Women's History Month. Remember, I've been in business 40 years. I got a lot of history. Like you can't even tell. She, her lighting is so good or whatever she's doing. Well, good jeans. Good jeans. Good maybe. jeans. Yes. Good <laughs> yeah. jeans. Thank you for listening. Tune in next time on Event Up.